0: You are a Locked On Braves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: alone, welcome to the braves postcast part of the all-new locked on sports atlanta grant mccauley jake mastriani with you burning the midnight oil here on this side of the country and the two of us are in two different time zones but we're not out west where the braves are but all's well that ends well i don't care what time it is right now the braves picked up a very big 6-4 win over the seattle mariners why is that a big deal well you beat another team that has eyes on the playoffs but more importantly you took a big step toward perhaps wrenching the National League East away from the New York Mets because we are talking about the first place all alone Atlanta Braves for the first time in 2022. So much to get into on this show. I want to remind you, as always, subscribe here on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcasts. And, Jake, this was a bizarre game because when I think of the history of Safeco Field, now T-Mobile Park, I don't think of home runs hitting you know or all the runs in any game coming on home runs being hit by both sides and the ball flying all over the park. But that's exactly what we saw with Charlie Morton against Robbie Ray here in game 1. We're used to
0: the Atlanta Braves obviously hitting a bunch of home runs. We've talked about it all year. It's what they do, but you're right going up against, you know, a Cy Young winner in a ballpark not known for the home run ball. Uh well, it was pretty pretty crazy to see how things unfolded. It made you a little nervous late in the game and you just think, you know, when is another one going to leave the ballpark? Um but fortunately the Braves were able to get uh, one more a home run that is and able to get two more runs on the board to get a, a good win and a very you know hard place to win in a great atmosphere a playoff type atmosphere
1: yeah, playing a great ball club. the Seattle Mariners since August the first have won only two fewer games than have the Atlanta Braves I guess three fewer now as of this victory but these are two of the hottest clubs in baseball over the last month and our month plus really last couple of months in the case of of both these teams if you want to track it back to june the first i think both these teams also have pretty darn good records after slow starts to their season and now they're in playoff position and this was as you mentioned kind of that playoff atmosphere so a lot of fun let's talk about it game number 138 for the braves one of three in seattle over the weekend braves now 87 and 51 six runs 10 hits no errors, seven men left on base where the mariners now 77 and 61 four runs six hits an error five men left to board Charlie Morton picks up the win. He's 8-5 on the season. Robbie Ray takes the loss, drops to 12-9. Kenley Jansen, a 1-2-3 ninth inning, 33rd save of the year, three hours, six minutes time a game, nice crowd of 42,114 on hand to see it. And I would say more than a few of those were Braves fans, just based on what I heard throughout that broadcast. So great to see Braves fans showing up for the first place Braves, who just did, again, take over first place in the National League East all by themselves as the Mets lost on this night and the Braves' victory puts them atop the NL East. Uh, Let's talk about Charlie Morton here first, Jake, because we like to see what a starting pitcher can give us on a given night. And more times than not, it's pretty good. And I feel like Charlie was able to kind of navigate around the two-run homer he gave up early on to Carlos Santana, but he wasn't able to avoid Carlos in the seventh inning as he took him deep for the second time. That started to, you know, make you wonder, to your point, you know, are you going to be able to control this game and keep the ball in the park and hold on to that lead? But I feel like Charlie... You know, while the home run ball has been a problem this year, it was able to give the Braves enough on this night, and the offense and bullpen took care of the rest.
0: They did. The bullpen was great, but Charlie Morton, looking at his performance, it's honestly what we've kind of seen from Charlie Morton throughout the year. I mean, he can look so good at times, even in an outing, but Mm -hmm. it's really the home run ball that's hit him. 24 this year, I believe that's the most he's given up in a single season. So for whatever reason, that's just plagued him a lot this year. I really think it just has to do with, command and the fact that he's just leaving pitches up every now and then and when that's happening he's he's getting hurt by it and you saw in this game didn't give up a lot of hits but when he did they were hard hits and they were balls that left the yard so it's honestly just some of that inconsistency we've seen from Charlie Morton all year long where start to start sometimes even inning to inning he can look so good and then he'll just leave a pitch up and Uh, The other team makes him pay for it. So it was really just more of that. But the bullpen you mentioned came in was fantastic. AJ Minter came in in a big spot there. Got a couple of of big strikeouts. Riceo Glacius I thought was just absolutely dominant. And then Kenley Jansen coming in and, you know, a little struggle there at the beginning against Adam Frazier. Frazier actually helped him out, swung it a pitch above the zone on 3-1. But after that, I thought Kenley was really good, kind of settled in. So that's really the, you know, that's what I talked about, playing in this playoff atmosphere. I thought it was a playoff-type game, the way that things kind of played out for the Braves, got the big home runs, got it to the back end of that bullpen, and they were able to shut things down.
1: Yeah, they were able to. I was looking just at the overall line as far as Charlie Morton is concerned. It's not a bad one. Six and a third inning, six hits. Um, He was, of course, charged with the four runs that Seattle scored on this night. Gave up three home runs in this game. The Carlos Santana home run uh, was a big one, obviously. Then Santana hit him a second time. And he also gave up a home run to J.P. Crawford in this game. This is the seventh time, Jake, that that, uh, Charlie Morton has given up multiple home runs in a start this year. That may not sound like a ton, but he gave up multiple home runs one time in 2021. It's just not something he's used to doing. This is easily the most home runs he's ever allowed in a single season, and we still have the rest of the month of September to go, and it is the most home runs in terms of his home run rate that he has allowed since 2010 when he was very much in his struggling early career phase before you know, becoming the Charlie Morton that we had known and, of course, expect to see every fifth day out there so some struggles for him but again he was able to give the Braves I feel like just enough in this game the seventh inning I think was really the only question mark I wasn't sure he was going to get through six he was able to do it but at 83 pitches and, and going back toward the bottom of the order again I can understand Brian Snitker wanting to give it a shot Carlos Santana kind of ruined that but a couple of home runs for him on this night unfortunately for the Seattle side of things the Braves offense was um, was high-powered in this game, and they were up for it as though they had had all the Coffee AM they needed to get up for this game. Of course, you know Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves Postcast, and Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. Head on over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today. Get a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's at coffeeam.com slash locked on. Make sure you use the coupon code Locked On for 15% off your first order there as well. Coffee AM, the best small-batch coffee roaster in America. Now the Braves offense got started very quickly as uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. with a leadoff single, Dansby Swanson with a big two run homer to center, 19th home run of the year for uh, for Dansby. Then you had Travis Darnot, Michael Harris II, and Robbie Grossman all leaving the park in this one. And Jake, I think we know when the Braves hit multiple home runs in a game, typically that's good for them and bad for whoever they're facing.
0: Yeah, it's their recipe for winning. Again, we talked about it. The home run ball, it's what they. They live on and they do it very well, and they do it top to bottom. We talked about it. I mean, Dansby Swanson in the two hole, Robbie Grossman in the nine hole, you know, both going deep. Dansby setting the tone early in this game, the first inning with that big home run there. And he also ended the game with a great play as well. A nice yeah. jumping catch to to wrap things up. But that's what this offense can do. We've talked about it, the quick strike ability of this offense. And I talked about this on the podcast the other day. And Tom Verducci was actually the one that mentioned it. Uh, on MLB Central talks about how the Braves are such a dangerous threat in the postseason because you don't often string hits together a lot in the postseason and you're looking for a team that can go deep at any point in the lineup and all of a sudden flip the script of a game and that's exactly what the Braves can do. It's exactly what they did in the postseason last year and it's why they are so dangerous and you saw that on this night again going up against Robbie Ray a good pitcher. Now the Braves are very good against left-handed pitchers and I think that uh, certainly plays into their favor some but still a very good pitcher and the Braves able to jump them, get them out of there after five innings. Uh, so, you know, again, just a really another good performance by this offense against a good team, a good pitcher. Uh, so I really, you know, loved what I saw for them on Friday night.
1: Yeah. Reigning AL Cy Young award winner, Robbie Ray and and notable, of course, the Braves have faced three lefties in their first three games on this eight game road trip. They're going to see another lefty in the finale against Seattle and Marco Gonzalez. So, The Braves are the best team in the National League against left-handed pitching, and you saw a big reason why. And their biggest thumper against lefties is Austin Riley, and he had a relatively quiet night and wasn't involved in all this home run hitting. But perhaps before all said and done up there in Seattle, there will be an Austin Riley sighting as far as home runs go. Braves will take all they can get from whoever they can get them from. The go-ahead blast belonged to Travis Darnot, another big hit for him. He's got five home runs in his last 11 games played. So he's finding his stroke at the right time of year. He's got 17 homers. William Contreras has got 17 home runs. What an incredible uh, amount of production that you're getting from Braves catchers, of course, on the year. A little bit of that has happened at DH for both those men, but when you got that kind of power behind the plate, you're not losing much when one guy's in the lineup and another guy has to sit out for that particular day. And, of course, that's kind of been the thing with Ronald Acuna Jr. still at the DH spot for the Braves. Once again, he's in the lineup every day. That's what you need. But he is right now uh, forced to play the DH spot and not position because it's certainly not one of those, but that's where the Braves have to put him, which limits their ability to do a few other things uh, as far as the lineup is concerned. Michael Harris II's got a 15-game hitting streak. He had already extended it with a hustle double. Then he hit an opposite field home run uh, for him. That was number 16 on the season. And just the continued success of Michael Harris' second shouldn't surprise anybody. Robbie Grossman, I feel like, though, as you mentioned, he's had quite a few moments since he came over from the Tigers. I mean, it's not tearing up the you – he's know, not just tearing things up and becoming one of the Braves' most productive hitters, but he's found himself in moments, and it was a good night for him to hit a homer and drive in a couple of runs because the Braves won by two. Yeah, it's been a another one of those kind of
0: under-the-radar type moves that Alex Gonzalez has made for a player who you know wasn't necessarily performing – what we've seen from him in the past in the first half of the season, he comes over and, you know, perhaps you're, you're hoping of a little bit of a rebound and you know the Ray's talked about them finding something in his swing to help get him going, but he has certainly provided some help at the bottom of the order. And I think he's solid defensively in the outfield. So I think that's obviously been a good move, but Michael Harris, I, I think one thing to really watch in this series is Michael Harris versus Julio Rodriguez Rodriguez had a hit in two walks in this game. And, Michael Harris, a double and a home run. So just really fun to see these two young players, maybe both going to win rookie of the year in their respective leagues going at it. So that was a really fun thing to watch on Friday and be fun to watch in these next two games.
1: Yeah, and if you look at wins above replacement, both on the Fangraphs variety and the baseball reference variety, despite the fact Michael Harris has played 30 fewer games than has Julio Rodriguez, they are right there neck and neck as far as being two of the most productive players as far as this rookie of the year race is concerned. I think we're talking about the rookies of the year i guess adley Rutschman could have something to say over in the american league i guess that guy spencer strider could have something to say in the national league but a lot of fun to see these two guys matched up most certainly braves bullpen want to give them their props in this one two and two-thirds innings uh or excuse me two-thirds of an inning from aj Minter to get a couple of big strikeouts then two innings one from iglesias one from jansen more strikeouts for those guys one two three they went against kinley nice line drive handled by dansby to end the game but Two and two-thirds innings, just two walks, no hits, no runs, seven strikeouts for the Braves' bullpen as they were able to close this thing down. And with the Mets' loss to the to the Marlins, Atlanta now has a lead in the National League East for the first time all season long. They're up by half a game. Jake, we got a lot of baseball left to be played. We've talked all about the Mets' soft schedule going down the stretch, but the Braves are doing exactly what they need to do. It's beat the teams they're supposed to and hang in there against what's going to be some tougher rides when you talk about... The Seattle Mariners, I think the San Francisco Giants are going to be a bit of a challenge. We've seen that happen by the Bay a few times. And then, of course, you got seven games with the Phillies, but the Braves can't really spend much time worrying about what the Mets are doing. they got to keep this momentum rolling.
0: I think that's the key right there. You can't really worry about what the Mets are doing, and you can't really worry about the schedule that they have in front of them. You just have to play the games in front of you, as Matt Olson talked about the other day, and that's what they seem to be doing. I mean, this is a good team in the Mariners. We talked about it, and they came out tonight and just played a, a better game and got the win. And I think that's just kind of has to be that mentality. You know, you're not playing against the Mets. You're playing the team in front of you. You can't really worry about what they're doing until that little three-game series towards the end of the year, which I think is ultimately what it's going to come down to. But uh, just go out there, win, like you said, win the games you're supposed to and and do what you can against these tough teams like the Mariners and hope that you get a little bit more help. Uh, from some of the the opponents that the Mets are playing like the Marlins and look Mets are in a tough situation I mean Scherzer's on the IL yeah. um, you know DeGrom and Bassett just pitched in a double header they're not going to pitch in the series against the Marlins so I mentioned it on Friday's podcast this is an opportunity I think for the Marlins to win a game or two they took one on Friday and uh, the Braves won there so you see what you can do the rest of this weekend hopefully pick up another game.
1: Yeah, and they're forced to make a decision soon about Starling Marte, who I believe has a fractured finger. You brought that up the other night. I mean, it's not just the Scherzer injury they're dealing with. This is another one, and no team is immune from injuries no matter what time of year it is. This, though, a very inopportune time for any club. You're out with friends and a few drinks becomes a few too many and you decide to drive anyway. What's the worst that can happen? Let me just tell you, don't find out. Drive sober, get pulled over. This is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Let's get you set up for game two in Seattle on Saturday. Max Fried, 13-5, 248 the ERA. George Kirby, a very impressive rookie right-hander on the mound for the Mariners. 6-3, one three, his ERA. This should be a good pitching matchup, perhaps the best of this series. And for Max Fried, it's just picking up where he left off last time out. Yeah, only
0: five innings last time, two times out for Max Freed. One, because he just didn't really have anything going and battled through it last time because of of rain. So, you know, looking for him to hopefully go a lot deeper in this one and give you that ace-type performance. And, you know, we talked about it. The Braves win the first one of this series, and now you got two more to at least try to win this series, which would be very big in Seattle over a good Seattle team. And you got your ace on the mound to hopefully help you clinch that series so i think it could be a great opportunity for the braves to do just that and at least hold serve in the national league east and then maybe get a little bit more help from the marlins like i said but i am looking for max free to have a good performance we'll see what the braves can do actually facing a right-handed starter on this west coast trip uh but look yeah looking for an exciting matchup here looking forward to this pitching matchup
1: Yeah, and a good one in that. We talked so much with the Braves about Michael Harris, II and Spencer Strider being that rookie duo of that position player and that pitcher who've been so dynamic and a big part of the Braves' success. George Kirby is the right-handed pitcher that goes along with Julio Rodriguez, the dynamic center fielder who has helped the Mariners find success here as they're trying to track down one of those American League wildcard spots and in their playoff drought after two decades. It's Max Fried, the lefty for the Braves, George Kirby on the mound for the Mariners. 9, 10 p.m. Eastern time is the first pitch at T-Mobile Park. That'll bring us to the end of this edition of the Braves postcast. As always, we appreciate you making us part of your baseball-watching regimen. We appreciate you as well subscribing right here to Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube. Hit the bell so you get notifications whenever we drop a new episode, and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, a great night at the ballpark for the first place Atlanta Braves. They take it over all to themselves by half a game over the New York Mets, 6-4, to four, the victory over the Seattle Mariners on Friday night to start out this weekend series. He's Jake Mastroianni. I'm Grant McCauley. We look forward to talking to you again very soon here on the Braves Postcast. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias DC Lundberg Ryan Finkelstein Taylor Blake Ward Host of Locked On Yankees
0: Locked On Mariners Locked On Mets Locked On Angels And you're listening to Locked On Braves Locked
1: On Braves Locked On Braves Part of the Locked On Podcast Network